0: To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message.
1: Please stand as you're able for the reading from the Gospel. The reading this morning is from the Gospel according to Mark, chapter 11, verses 1 to 10. It's about Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and just as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, Why are you doing this? Say, the Lord needs it and will send it back shortly." They went and found a colt outside in the street, tied at a doorway. As they untied it, some people standing there asked, "'What are you doing untying that colt?' They asked, answered as Jesus had told them to, and the people let them go. When they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks over it, he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, while there spread branches they had cut in the fields. Those who went ahead and those who followed shouted, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. May God bless the reading, hearing, and understanding of his word. Amen. Well, welcome to our series of The Way, walking
0: in the footsteps of Jesus. And, and as you might have remembered as we go through this entire series, we have been talking about what does, what does it mean to live a Christ-like life. And so we've been talking about a number of different uh, ideas and themes, all following Adam Hamilton's book, The Way. And we've been talking about what it means to live that Christ-like life. And if you remember, I'm giving you the points right up front so that you know it first and foremost, what the po- main point of the message is. Uh, and so I'm going to do this again, although I'm not going to have it on the screen for you. Because there's only one point for this week. Uh, and so the week, this point for this week is, if we are to live a Christ-like life, then we need to submit to God's will. We need to submit to God's will. And so what does that look like? Uh, Because Jesus gives us a a beautiful example of this, especially in this last and final week as we approach. You know, we've got Palm Sunday today and Easter Sunday is next Sunday, but, but that doesn't mean that there's not a whole lot of stuff that happened in this final week. And so what exactly does Jesus teach us in the way that he lives his life in this final week? And so we can kind of look at it this way. This final week, we've got this absolute roller coaster of emotions. Roller coaster emotions of of all the stuff that is going on around Jesus. And we start with what happens today as we celebrate Palm Sunday. Jesus enters into Jerusalem to palms waving in the air, people throwing cloaks on the ground so that he can walk into the streets of Jerusalem on that, as he rides in on a colt, on a donkey. In stark contrast to the other two that might have been coming into Jerusalem at that time. Pilate with his thousands of people in his entourage coming in at a different gate, and Herod coming in another gate. And then there's Jesus, humble, coming in on a donkey, but yet still people celebrating and waving palm branches and trying to make this the parade as people come in. And then Jesus, what does he do after the triumphal entry? He, he makes his way straight to the temple. And if you remember what he does in the temple, he goes in there and he cleans house. It's probably the easiest way to say it. You've made my father's house robbers. Tables upside down and upsets people quite a bit. Even in the midst of that, even in the midst of of flipping the tables and, and everything else that's going on, he goes on this tour of healing and teaching. There's all kinds of healing ministries and teaching ministries that, that happen in this time. But then, he's approached by the, the Sadducees and the Pharisees. You see, the Pharisees were, were trying to trap him. They were trying to trap him by by asking him questions about, well, probably about this time of year, about taxes. And what do we do with taxes? And you, Jesus tells them, Render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, but render unto God what is God's. And then the Sadducees also, they don't want to be left out. They're going to try to trap Him too, but they're trying to trap Him about the resurrection. And what does that mean? Because they're asking Him, a, so if somebody's married to two different people and one passes and the other one's back, what, when we get to heaven, who are, we, who are we going to be with? And Jesus says, you just don't get it. You don't understand. But they're trying to trap him about this this idea of resurrection. And then Jesus gives the great commandment. Great commandment of loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and loving your neighbor as yourself. Pretty simple commandment. Incredibly difficult to follow. So while we're in the midst of this, this roller coaster, he, he then produces all these woes to the religious leaders and he starts calling them out one by one. And you can obviously see how this week is, is taking a turn as he's calling people out and people are trying to find ways to get rid of him to eliminate this problem of Jesus. Jesus talks about the destruction of the temple. That would have certainly upset a lot of people. Oh, well, you mean that our temple is going to come down? He says, yes, not a stone will remain in place. And then teaches on the final judgment, which might be what people are not ready to hear. Then, then of course, we get into the, those final moments of, the, of Holy Week where Judas agrees to betray Jesus with 30 pieces of silver. Then they have the Passover meal where they celebrate what we will have in just a moment, the, the words of institution, and where Jesus takes bread and wine and changes them into the new covenant. And then Jesus goes out and prays in the garden. And there's the betrayal, the trial, the conviction, the crucifixion. Triumphal entry to crucifixion in a matter of six days how quickly things change. But yet Jesus, through all of this, follows the Father's plan for him. You see, in Luke, uh, in Luke 22, we find this passage about him going out to the Mount of Olives, because it says, uh, and he came out and went, as was his custom to the Mount of Olives. And the disciples followed him and When he came to the place, he said to them, pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he withdrew from them about a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Not my will, but yours. Even in the midst of that, of knowing what was coming up for him. He still said, not my will, God, but your will. You see, Jesus lived a life of submission to the greater plan. To the greater plan. God's will. He was part of that greater plan. He, had, he also had this perfect trust in God's plan. Perfect faith in what God was asking him to do. And so, if we are to live a Christ-like life, we need to submit to God's plan for us. We need to have perfect faith and perfect trust in God's plan. Now, Submission, sometimes we feel like submission should just be this, we just give up. We've, we're going to submit. We're tired. We're exhausted. God, yes, whatever you want. We're tired of fighting. We just, we're going to go along with it. This is not the submission that God has had. God is asking for perfect faith in that higher plan. So we are to submit not out of exhaustion, not out of frustration, not out of loss of hope. We are to have that perfect trust and faith. That God's ways are much higher than our ways. That God's plan is much better than our ways. I could probably ask, just about all of you out here, whether or not you had a moment in your life when you realized that what you were asking God for in a particular moment was not what God provided in the end. And then you realize that, that God's plan was far better, far greater than what you were asking for. Because we have a tendency to, to sell ourselves short and say, no, just, just this, God. if We just have this. And God says, I can do that, but I want to give you so much more if you would just trust me. And listen to me. Are we able to submit to God's plan? Now, here's another point for you. It's probably not going to be easy. I mean, Jesus' submission to God's plan in the death on the cross was not easy. Likewise with us, it is not going to be easy. It may not be what you want, but it's going to be what you need. It may not be what you desire, but it's going to be just what you need in the moment that you need it. We need to submit to God's plan. There's a story of a, of a gentleman who actually submitted to God's plan, even though he wasn't quite sure of it at first. And you might know the story because the story was about, about Simon of Cyrene who was in the right place at the right time and was asked to do something. And so if you're not sure about that story, I want to share that story with you this morning. Walking on the to Jerusalem, the time had come to sacrifice again. My two small sons, they walked beside me down the road. The reason that they came was to watch they sing, Daddy, Daddy, what will we see there? There's so much that we don't understand. So I told them of Moses and Father Abraham. And I said, dear children, watch the land. There will be so many in Jerusalem today, and we must be sure this little lamb doesn't run away, and I told them of Moses and Father Abraham, and I said, dear children, watch the When we reached the city I knew something must be wrong there were no joyful worshipers there no joyful worship songs I stood there with my children in the midst of angry men. then I heard a crowd cry out Let's crucify him We tried to leave the city We could not get away to play in this drama A part I did not want to play Why upon this day were men condemned to die and why were we standing right here well, soon they would pass by I looked and said even now they come the first one cried for mercy the people gave him none the second one was violent and he was arrogant and loud. I still can hear his angry voice screaming at the crowd. And there's Jesus, I scarce believe my eyes. A man so badly beaten. Barely looked alive. Blood poured from his body, from the thorns on his brow, running down the cross falling to the ground. I watched him as he struggled. I watched him when he fell. The cross came down. Upon his back, the crowd began to yell. And in that moment, I felt such agony. In that moment, I felt such loss. Till a Roman soldier grabbed my arm and screamed, You! Carry his cross." tried to resist him his hand for his sword and so I knelt and I took the cross from the Lord I put it on my shoulder I started on the street and the blood that he had shed was running down my cheek let us to Golgotha. They drove nails to his feet and hands. On the cross I heard him pray, Father, forgive them. Never have I seen such love in any other eyes. To thine hands I commit my spirit pray, then he died, stood for what seemed like years, lost sense of time, till I felt two tiny heads holding on to mine, my children stood there weeping, and I heard the oldest say, Father, please forgive us. The Lamb ran away.
1: Daddy, Daddy,
0: what have we seen here? There's so much that we don't understand. I took them in my arms we turned and faced the cross then I said dear children watch the Lord submitting to God's will but yes submitting to God's will is not going to be easy. But that's what we are called to do. And so may we go forth from this place remembering the celebration. Remembering the celebration of the palms, waving our palm branches. And we'll hear that again as we, as we leave. And so I'm going to encourage you to still wave those. Because today is still a celebration. And every day is a celebration because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. So Go forth knowing that the love of God grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit goes with you. And it goes with you always. All right. Hosanna.